Bill has been a blessing in my life for a long time. He loves God. He loves the Holy Spirit. He has a prophetic um, mantle on his life. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Bill and Jesus are doing together tonight. Come on up, Bill. Appreciate that. Now I can go home. God's going to be uh, doing really awesome things tonight for you people. It's not over yet. God really wants to dig deep. He's going to go really, really deep, and it's going to be amazing. And so I'm expecting more uh, for the Lord to really, really just, just love on you. And so, um, you know, during the worship time, uh, or before the worship time, even while I was driving up, I was already beginning to feel some kind of confusion going on in my brain. And I was thinking, what in the world is this thing, you know? And so then I had Anna, smiley, she prayed for me, and the Lord just kind of showed me very clearly. He showed me that some of you people here had helmets of metal on your head. I can see the rivets like on your heads. And then I felt like the Lord was showing me. He says, I want to trade those helmets for, for helmets of salvation. And then I started feeling the tingling on my feet. And so I really feel like there's some of you that have been longing for more of an anointing for evangelism and just more of that, more effectiveness in that. And so I want you to stand up because I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want you to put your hands on your head. And I want you to pretend like you're removing that metal helmet off of your head. Father, we just lift it off, lift it off, 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 off of your head, not off with your head, off of your head. And now I want you to put on that helmet of salvation. Whoa. Whoa. I'm just seeing wisdom is flowing, an anointing of wisdom for how to evangelize effectively. More, Lord. More. More. More, more, Lord. Insight and understanding and discernment into the people that you're going to be ministering to and pulling into the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Mm. All right, you can sit down now. There's more to come. There is more. So, uh, you know, I was uh, looking on the internet, just kind of perusing, and I found this website that where they had a church bulletin, goofs, 
and problems, you know, just in the way that they wrote their church bulletins. And I wanted to read some of these things for you. <laughs> Here's one. This being Easter Sunday, we will ask Mrs. Lewis to come forward and lay an egg on the altar. <laughs> A bean supper will be held on Tuesday evening in the church hall. Music will follow. <laughs> Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get uh, rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Don't forget your husbands. <laughs> Irving and Jesse were married. So ends a friendship that began in their school days. <laughs> Please place your donation in the envelope along with the deceased persons you want remembered. It's going to be a big envelope. <laughs> Low self-esteem support uh, group uh, is meeting and will meet Thursdays. Please use the back door. <laughs> Weight watchers will meet at the church. Please use large double door at the side entrance. Bertha Belch, a missionary from Africa, will be speaking tonight at Calvary Methodist. Come here, Bertha Belch, all the way from Africa. <laughs> the minister unveiled the church's new tithing uh, slogan. I upped my pledge, up yours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the sermon this morning, Jesus walks on the water. The sermon tonight, searching for Jesus. <laughs> Oh, dear. Let me see. Are there any more? No. Next time. All right. There's, there's, there's more to come. All right. So. All right. That helped to loosen me up here. So um, I, couldn't, I just kind of felt like um, the, uh, tonight's message, I want to call it Arms of Love in the night. And so I felt like uh, what was being shared earlier, what Susan was sharing, the ministry, what Julie was sharing, and I was just thinking, I don't need to preach tonight. That's, my, that's the message, you know? I said, that's pretty awesome, because I really feel like the Lord really wants to touch all of you. And um, there's a scripture uh, in uh, Psalm 30, and I'm going to read the all of it later, but there, there's this one scripture that really stuck out, and it says, weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. And I was just thinking about that, and I was just thinking about, well, what? The Lord just started showing me that we all have night times or nights in our life we're all going through lots of different things, a lot of different issues, and that's the night. And some of the, some of the night that we're in lasts for a very long time. It could last for days, months, years, decades. And we might be in this night for a very, very long time. 
and then the shout of joy will come. And that shout of joy is as we begin to see the twilight, as we begin to see the sun coming up on the horizon. So we'll be going through a season of a shout of joy. It could be anything. It could be circumstances. It could be growth issues. In my life, I can see there's a lot of areas in my life that are in the night, and I'm in the night there. And sometimes there have been times when I would be weeping. So some of us weep over the things that we're dealing with or going through or experiencing. I would say that, you know, just kind of an example for, as a circumstance that I went through, and I've shared this many, many times before, since 2002, you know, I had nine family members die. They passed away. Nine. So I went through my night. You know, part of it was the grieving, but the uh, other parts of it were just like feeling like, like, like overwhelmed. It was overwhelming. So I was in my nighttime. And certainly there was a lot of weeping in the nighttime. And so in that time, I felt like I just kind of developed a lot of personal ha bad habits, emotional habits, attitude habits, and I, you know, um, and some, uh, you know, uh, good friends pointed out cynicism was creeping in, that kind of a thing. I was also just kind of eating too much food. Just, I just really didn't care. It was kind of like supersize me, I don't care. You know, it's just, you know, one more French fry closer to death. Because I wanted to be with them more than I wanted to be here because it was my whole world. There was a lot of people when your world is collapsing in front of you. So something broke. Something, so I was in my nighttime and, and as time was going on, the nighttime began to clear up, and I started seeing the twilight, and the sun's coming up in the, in the distance. And so things have been looking up. I feel so much better. I really, really do. I feel like I'm in during the shout of joy period. Yeah. And so what's happened also at the beginning of the year, all of a sudden, you know, um, I decided to change my eating habits. So I started becoming more disciplined, as it were. And I just feel more clear and everything. And since then, I've lost 20 pounds. Can you tell? Pretty soon, I'm going to disappear. I'm looking forward to it. But there's more to, to go. But that's part of the, it's just a symptom of a sense of personal uh, joy and freedom of coming out of the darkness and also letting go of some of the negativity and letting go of stuff. So I've grown through some stuff and that's where all of us are at. And uh, I feel like the night that you are going through with your different issues, whatever they might be, are birth pangs, really. That's what they are. They're birth pangs. You're giving birth. But during the time that you're giving birth, and what are you birthing? You are birthing you. You are birthing 
your true self, your original self, your true destiny. That's what you're birthing in the midst of this night. And there's birth pangs there. And we're all adults here. And I heard, and I was kind of surprised when I heard about what the birth process is for women. And it's not, it's not that they don't go in there and all of a sudden, you know, a baby pops out and that's it. You know, a little bit of grimacing, ooh, and then all of a sudden, then out pops the baby that is very messy, very bloody, all that. And they soil themselves, they poop and pee themselves, everything, everything happens. And it's quite, I heard that it's quite horrible sometimes. But that's what we do in the night, our own personal nights, that we are, we soil ourselves. All the garbage is coming out, right? And sometimes, you know, all that stuff, we're just, it's just coming out, all, you know, constantly. And sometimes people around us get that stuff on them because maybe we might go in through rage or anger or bitterness or hatefulness or we're, we're abusive. We're, you know, whatever it is, we're out of control in the night, out of control. When a woman's giving birth, she has no control. It's just like, just let it all go, right? I heard that my aunt, when she was giving birth, that she snapped the restraint. They had to restrain her arms. She snapped it, and, and she was <laughs> just screaming her head off. <laughs> just slapping the doctors and everything. That's us in the night. We just, sometimes we just really go wild and we go over the top and we lose it. And some of us even walk out of the church. Some of us just let go of God in the midst of it because we're in, this, in the throes of our own night. I felt like the Lord was showing me for tonight that some of the... <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm distracted because I'm laughing. Anyway, so. Uh, okay, so um, let me put on my glasses here because I cannot see. Where's the beam? Okay, there we go. Oh. So I feel like there's some of us here that are dealing with alienation. You're feeling lost. You're feeling detached. You're feeling orphaned. And that there are some of you here that are feel, not feeling important. You're feeling rejection. This is not a comprehensive list, by the way. So these are just some of the things that the Lord was showing me tonight for some of you. I also feel like the Lord was showing me that some of you are in, in the night you're dealing with perversions in your own personal, private life, your lifestyle, personal little things that only you know, you and the fly on the wall. Addictions. There's various kinds of addictions that some of you are dealing with. Some of you are dealing with financial fears, 
and woes. Some of you are feeling really forgotten. And some of you are struggling with a lot of anger and a lot of rage and cursing also, like really cursing people. Like, I hope you take a flying leap. Some of you are in that place constantly cursing that, you know, cursing people and just really angry, verbally angry at people. And I feel like some of you are dealing with these things. That's your night. But a shout of joy comes in the morning. You're going to get through that. And I really feel that in the midst of it, that God is holding you. God is holding you. He has his arms around you. And you know, there's, I really feel like there's just some, some people here, I talked about this, this thing with perversions, you know, like there could be like, you know, sexual perversions or some kind of weird, you know, kind of addictive behaviors that you're involved in or whatever it is. And the Lord is holding you. He has his arms around you. Some of you are in trouble. And he says, I have my arms around you. I'm holding you. And I feel like the Lord is saying, that does not bother me. What, what you're dealing with is not an issue to me. That, what the issue here for me is that you take a hold of my arms and you hold on and let me hold you. That's the issue that I have here. I want to love on you. And I really feel like the Lord is saying also, too, that I feel like what's happening is we bring it to the light and just admit these things to the Lord, the anger, the rage, the addictions, the financial woes, the cursing, the alienation. You name the issue. You name the problem. And God is, I really... I just pray that the Lord would just kind of put his finger on the thing that he wants to put his arms around right now in Jesus' name. That he would just bring it to your heart and bring it to your mind. And don't be embarrassed before the Lord. The Lord says, I'm not ashamed of you. I am not disappointed with you. I'm on your side. I knew about this stuff when I died on the cross for you. And that act on the cross is still alive today and will always be alive for the rest of your life. Grace upon grace, forgiveness, acceptance. And I feel that in bringing these things to the Lord and being open and honest with him, and revealing, it says, Lord, I welcome you into this place. So I want you to repeat after me. Lord, I welcome you into this place. I welcome you to hold me with your arms. Don't let go. Thank you, Jesus. And I really feel that what happens... I was really kind of surprised when the Lord was speaking to me about, you know, um, issues or whatever. Or, um, and I was just thinking, I'm just, 
I'm just too bad. I'm just too, I'm so unholy and impure or something. And I felt like the Lord was just saying, just let me hold you and those things will dissolve. Love will dissolve those things that you let them into. They will just dissolve. They will transform and you will become bored with some of the things that you might enjoy being involved in or some of the things that you're trapped in or whatever, whatever that thing is. You will lose interest because of the great love that's pouring over you because you're letting God in, because you're letting him hold you. That is the shout of joy moment. That's the beginning. If you let him in and let him hold you, that's the beginning of the shout of joy. Today, I was, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, you know, there's a place in my living room where I sit, and the Lord sits in this chair across the way. This is, it's a red chair, and actually, it's rust. It's not red. It's rust. And, uh, <clears throat> and right above it, there's a cross, and in the cross is um, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I imagine the Lord sitting there that during my devotion time. Well, actually, I don't have devotion times. Sorry about that. I have devotion. I'm devoted to him 24-7. And there are times when I park my butt, you know, on the couch, and I, I want to listen. I'll listen, pay attention. He says, "I want to say something." I said, "Okay, okay." He says, "Put the Time magazine down." Okay. I want to pop one more pig on the Angry Birds. Well, just one more. Okay. You know, if you're really, really stuck, you know, with the Angry Birds, you know, you you, you can't quite get that last pig. So I've asked the Lord, I said, Lord, help me to do it. Let's do it. And it was just like wipe it out, and I get a triple score. I go, all right, God. So he helps me play Angry Birds. Try it. It's really fun. Yeah, so anyway. Where was I going with that? That was a rabbit trail. Oh, this is, he's sitting, okay, over there. So he was telling, I, I, uh, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what is it? I said, what is it that has kept me together? You know, many, many years ago, I was just going through so many things, personal things. And just, and I felt, what kept me going? And I was just thinking, it wasn't the prospect of being promoted. It wasn't the prospect of making more money. It wasn't the prospect of, you know, getting more relationships or friends and all that kind of stuff. That wasn't what was keeping me going. And the Lord said, this is what kept you going. What kept you going was knowing that you had my favor, that I favored you. And my favoring you, in spite of where you were at, in spite of you continuing to make mistakes, it, that's what kept you going sense of hope and a sense of well-being because I love you and I'm not going to let you go and because I respect you and because I care for you. 
that's hard to learn. It takes a, a long time. I mean, this is like, you know, 40 years ago I came out of the world, but it's taken me even up to today, and I'm still dealing with, Lord, do you, do you really love me? So we've already taken care of this stuff and taken care of that stuff, taken care of that stuff, taken care of the anger. So I used to blow up. I used to, that was my thing. I would, I would just be really, really nice to everybody. Oh, yes, God bless you. Oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, sure, I'll do that for you. And then after about three months, I would blow up. Get out of my face! And I would just like really, really blow up. I'd blow up, and there'd be like brains spattered all over the place. Let me tell you. People were, would go into shock. I would just go into this rage, like every periodically, and the Lord has taken care of that, right? So now I'm dealing with other things, but it's a lot easier, and I want you to know I have been young, and now I am old. I'm going to tell you the Lord is faithful, and he is faithful with his love to all of you younger people here. He is faithful with, with his love, and he will do what he says. I will rescue you, and I will give you victory, and I will bring the shout of joy, and you will, you will be in that period of that shout of joy in your life. And you're going to grow up, and you're going to be strong because my arms are holding you, and I'm not going to let go. You are my child. You belong to me. I'm not going to let you go. I'm watching over you. I'm your dad, and I love you, and I care. There have been times when I've told the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, are you crazy? I said, I mean, look at me. I mean, look at where, I mean, I just, you know, I was cursing that driver. I was calling him a, an idiot. You idiot. I repent. You witty it. So I try to reverse it. God bless you. <laughs> Many years ago, I was in Campus Crusade, and what they would do, what they would say is, rats. That's what they would say, rats. Like, rats? Okay. <laughs> okay. Hmm. God is in, in the business of, of rescuing us and in the business of saving us and continuing to make good salvation, we are truly, truly sanctified and truly justified. That's what it's all about. That's what this is all about. And you know, if there, you know, if, I hope that ten years from now you're still asking the Lord, Lord, I want you to hold me. And 20 years from now, I'm hoping that you are still asking, or telling him every secret and letting him into every little secret. 
because that's how you're going to get the victory. His love will just kind of squeeze it to death. <laughs> He'll squeeze that thing right out of you to death. And you will have the victory that you've always longed for. You will. It's here. In the midst of the night, because we all are dealing with the night in our lives, all of us, we're all going through it. While we're going through it, the, the night train, we're being held, right? He's holding us. In the midst of our foibles and troubles and issues and whatever, he's holding us, and we're just going along. And what are some things that you can do? And I was just I kind of reviewing at the beginning as I was coming out of the world, what was I doing during that time, and I was just thinking, what was I doing to survive the night? And one of the things, here are some things, one of them was serving others. If I could, if I had the strength, and if I wasn't like com a complete mess, serving others. Being an exhorter and a cheerleader for others. So I was, you know, I had little victories. So I was telling other people, you can do it. I did it. And that's what I'm doing to you right now. I'm cheerleading you, right? Cheerleading makes me happy. And when you do it, it will make you happy too. Another one. So being an exhorter. Building people up, edifying them, lifting them up, and comforting them. That's something else that you can do, even while you're limping along in the night. If you can do it, if you can. Some of, sometimes you might be so, so in the dark that you're just groping and you can't do anything. That's okay. That's all right. Just let the Lord hold you right there. Let him be your star in the night. Another one is being conscientious. In other words, being responsible, like picking up after yourself, get a job, <laughs> clean the house, pick up after yourself, you know? That kind of a thing. That's what I mean by being conscientious. Help other people, you know? Someone needs help moving, go and help them. That kind of a thing. These are just kind of like practical, boring kind of things that you would think that are kind of boring. Gathering was another one. Gathering is to not forsake gathering with other believers. And it is so tempting that when you are unhappy and, you, and you're in that, in that night and you're going through the darkness that you don't even want to even hang around with other people. And so you just kind of like, I'm just going to check out for the next, let's say, mm, 12 months. Don't do it. Gather with people that can love on you, that, that can see your blind sides, your blind spots, and they can pray for you and encourage you. Also, worshiping is another one, getting into worship. And, uh, you know, some for, uh, you know, if you can be happy for an hour worshiping, 
and miserable the rest of the time because you're going through stuff, at least you were happy for an hour of it. Why not? Why not, you know? Listen to worship tapes, whatever. Uh, resting is another one. So these are things that I learned, you know, over the years. These are things that I've done. So I'm just sharing it with you, and it worked, because as you can see, I'm not a mess. Or am I? Anyway, so... I'm still standing. So I, uh, resting is another one, and that means being good to yourself, taking care of yourself, you know, pampering yourself from time to time, and just take a little vacation just from all, all the, the intensity and the swirl around you. Take some time out to just love on yourself. Go ahead and splurge. Get that crab cake. with the aioli. <laughs> mm. Transparency, I mentioned that. Being transparent, especially with God. If you can be transparent with other people, great. Uh, be transparent with uh, someone that's really mature, you know. Going or or and or, or you can go into do do a heart sink or something. Go and be transparent to Susan right there. Uh, she's taking appointments anyway. So <laughs> be transparent, you know, with a pastor, with your leader, with your spouse, with your brother and sister, whomever, where you feel safe. Very important. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You know, I was um, seeing a counselor for many years, and I just said, what the heck, I'm just going to be transparent with him. And what, what I experienced was sharing all the, all the junk inside and just being honest. And what I, I discovered from this person was he continued to treat me the same way, with respect and as a friend. And, and even while I wasn't counseling with him and I was working on his website and going to some house meetings and stuff like that, he was always very respectful. I never felt condemned. But the thing that that was, what that was demonstrating was the heart of God to me, the heart of the Father. He does not condemn. He respects and loves and cares and treats us with dignity. This whole thing about being treated with dignity, I was just thinking about the favor of the Lord. And I was just thinking, you know, it's almost, it's like the graciousness of God. And here is this person. Here's God. He ha he's happy. He has strength of character. He has joy. He has inspiration. He's his own person. He's powerful. And this person that has all of these things, and he's such a hero, right? And he favors you. He favors you. It's almost kind of like, I don't know, uh, I don't know about you, but with the British royalty, I'm just kind of going, wow, you know? So if the queen came by and she, and she was just, oh, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Keep calm, carry on. And she came and she just kind of a, 
just touched me or anointed me with a sword, you know, for knighthood, I would just feel the tremendous graciousness from that person, right? You would feel that. And imagine, multiply that by infinity, and that's God, God's favor towards us. He, he's knighting you. He's knighting each of you. Commissioning, that's right, that's a good word. Psalm 139, it talks about being transparent. So that applies here. Another one is forgiving and accepting yourself. So sometimes, uh, I was just telling, uh, I was just telling a friend of mine, uh, my roommate, I said, you know what, I think I've discovered who the real enemy kind of is, and I think the enemy is more me than the enemy is. That I'm my worst enemy. And I need to release self-hatred. I need to forgive myself. I need to accept myself and stop getting down on myself and overcome that perfectionism. It's, that's destructive. Of course I'm a mess. I was born in a messy world. It was a mess when my mother gave birth to me. And I was born into this world that's just kind of like, wow, there's a, lot, there's a lot of problems here. And my parents weren't perfect, so I came out messed up why wouldn't I be imperfect? Why wouldn't it take a long time? You know, some of you have been, like, abused, seriously abused, sexu sexually abused, verbally abused. That takes a long time to heal. And during that time, you could just really hate yourself a lot for a very long time. And you need to get out of that and start loving you and respecting you. So, someone didn't respect you, you can respect you. Do it. Respect yourself. Forgive yourself. Empower yourself. Whoa. Whoa. Did you feel that? Can you feel that? Whoa. Shh. Shh. Release self-hatred. I want you to repeat after me. Father, I release any self-hatred and I take from you love and respect into my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. One of the things that I've been doing a lot um, for the last several months, I've been finding myself doing this. And I think that this is part of my own coming out of just a lot of heavy things and my own shout of joy. And that is that I've been finding myself, even when I'm watching TV and stuff like that, and I asked the Lord to hold me. I said, Lord, hold me. It's the last, the last show of Downton Abbey. I just loved that show. They, they were all growing. I mean, certainly, I mean, they're all, like, it was just really kind of a cool show, and I just felt sad that, oh, my God, you know. 
Is, is Mary finally going to find her love? Oh, I don't know. Lord, hold me. Seriously. I'm serious. Or just watching the cooking show or whatever. You know, oh my God, is it going to poach that egg in time? Oh my God, oh my Lord, hold me. <laughs> I'm just being a kid holding on to daddy's hand. Hold me only. Oh my God, <laughs> hold me. So that's what he does. And I could feel him coming and holding my hand, right? Have you ever noticed little kids when they're with their parents? They, they grab their parents' hand, and they're holding on, you know, they're excited, and then they let it go, and then they're scared, and they go back, and they hold, wrap, wrap around the parent's leg, and they're just kind of staring, and just, that's how I feel. That's what I've been feeling with the Lord, that I can do that with Him. So ask the Lord to hold you, even in the most prosaic, silliest, goofiest times, any time because he's more than happy to do it. And sometimes what I, I might feel like the Lord is far away, and I'll say, Lord, where are you? He says, I'm right here, I'm right here. Because we get distracted. We get distracted from the fact that he's right here. So he's really close. The Lord is near. He is not far. If you think that he's far, he's not. It's only because you feel that he is. And that's just your feelings. That's just your feelings, and your feelings are not telling you the truth. You're just in a bad mood. You're just being cranky or mad or upset or who knows what. Okay? Does that make sense? Yes? Yeah. Um... So I feel that as we emerge out of the night, as you begin to get out of there, you come out of it with a better demeanor, right? In other words, you're no longer mean because you've been demeaned. <laughs> Seriously, I was like mean. I, w I was a, a, I don't know what you call it, a, a, a witch with a bee. So, because I was mad. I was upset. I was. I would snap, you know? And, and a lot of times we snap at the people that are closest to us. So it was usually my roommate. I'd go out and bite his head off. And then after a while, I'd return, I would return it. And so... Um, I said, I'm, I don't know what got into me. I was just being a bee with a witch. I'm, I, I'm so sorry. You're such a nice person. I'm, I, I was being mean. And so, but anyway, uh, you know, many years ago, they used to make, you know, the ham in the can? It's called deviled ham. But really what it stands for is deviled ham. That's where they got it from because they would, you know, get all the pig parts and then they would grind it up and flavor it. They would flavor it, and deviled it. Then it turned into deviled ham. Interesting, huh? Deviled. So I've come out of this period of being, I've been deviled. I've been demeaned. That's the shout of joy part. 
just, I just feel better. I get along better with people, right? That's what happens. And that's what's going to be happening to, to you over time. And some of us, it's, it's going to take a while, but it, that's okay. You're still acceptable as you are. You are still, the Lord is saying, I'm not bothered by the junk that you're going through. I want to hold you. I think the last time I talked, I felt like the Lord was showing me. He said, you know, your stuff, the stuff that you're dealing with, for me, it doesn't bother me because it's an adventure. It's an adventure to me to help you work through that stuff. And I, I enjoy doing that. I think there was someone in the crowd, they burst into tears over that, you know, because it's just so, it's just so loving and accepting from the Lord, you know. We're in. This is exciting, you know. What, you know what this means? It means that we're in. You are in. You're not losing your salvation. You're not going to lose it. You've got it. You're in. We're going to be together forever in eternity. So what I want to do now is we're going to, I'm going to have this song. There's going to be some music that we're going to play right now. And I just want you to just relax because it's going to be a soaking thing, right? I just want you to let the Lord just soak into you. And uh, just close your eyes and just relax. And then after the song is over, I'm going to make some closing remarks. So why don't we just go ahead and turn that music on? Thank you, Lord. Just touch them deep inside. Go inside, Lord. Touch their hearts. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Pour out your grace, O oh God.
slides. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you have brought my soul up from Sheol. You have kept me alive that I would not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you godly ones, and give thanks to his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. Now as for me, I said in my prosperity, I will never be moved. O Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain to stand strong. You hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I called, and to the Lord I made supplication. Hold me, Lord. What profit is there in my blood if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious, O Lord. Be my helper. Hold me. You've turned for me my mourning into dancing. You've loosed my sackcloth and girded me with gladness that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And so that concludes my talk.